You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Azure Mahara, and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hello. Jacqueline Peterson. Hi. And Laura McBain. Hello, everyone. Well, we have a variety of topics to discuss today, so let's get started. I think it's safe to say that being in shape and watching your weight is on most adults' minds at some point in their lives, Uh, but sometimes your job can counter your progress. Laura, why don't we start off with your topic today? Okay, I came across this article, and at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally what my problem is, because it's talked about jobs where you're more likely to gain weight. And some of the ones listed, the top one was administrative assistant, and then there was engineer, teacher, nurse, IT, um, and so forth and so forth. Yeah, what wasn't on the list? <laughs> what wasn't on the list is right. <laughs> Were they, was, that was that all of them that you just named well, off? Well, there was the a bunch more, but that yeah, was some the of the main, top ones. The top ones, right. And I'm, I'm looking at this article, I'm reading it, I'm going, oh my gosh, because, you know, we do live in an IT world and we're more technologically connected to people. We don't have to get up from our desks to talk to people anymore. So I'm thinking, okay. But then I looked at it from a different perspective, and I don't really necessarily agree with it because there's some of those professions on there. Like if you take nurse, they're on their feet all day. I was just kind of shocked to see that. They're one walking there. around and, and teacher. But what they're saying is it's stress eating. Now I think we all oh yeah can do stress eating. So I mean, I don't necessarily draw the correlation to the job. I think it's how you handle it internally. How you're coping. How you're mm-hmm. coping with it. You know. You know, I can, I mean, this is great for me because then I can say, oh, this is the reason why I gain weight because <laughs> of my job. I mean, that's wonderful. But then, you know, I don't have any personal responsibility in that. I mean, I could exercise more. I can push that plate away. Right. That's so true. So I think I looked at this and I went, oh, my gosh, at first. And then I went, okay, it's really not the job. It's really me. It's really yeah. your coping strategies mm-hmm. or yeah. lack thereof. And it's all, and it also seems like um, convenience factor too. Yeah. I mean, a nurse is on her feet 12 hours a day, likely in yep. most cases and running from client to client. IT, I mean, you're constantly reprogramming, writing something new. and Yeah, but we're just sitting on our butts. <laughs> right, but you've got a lot of deadlines and I think, you know, they're, yeah. they're high stress jobs. Mm-hmm. I think oh, desk yeah. jobs in general, like when, you, when you're just sitting, when you're sitting there and, and not moving around, I mean, obviously that's going to slow yeah. you down a little bit. But like you said, I completely agree with you, Laura, that it's all about your own personal choices. Yeah. I mean, I could do, you can do exercises at your desk. You can. I mean, nobody can see my legs. I could be exercising under the desk all day. <laughs> That's but true. But I don't. I choose not to. <laughs> you can sit on an exercise ball at no, your desk. I, I fall off. There's a coordination. <laughs> that might be there. a liability. It's <laughs> a liability. I thought the other interesting thing about the article was they never really talked about food day. You know, <laughs> I mean, you hear that from everyone. It's like, you know, you bring in cookies or something and it's like, whoosh, they're like gone in 15 Second. minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, so people enjoy the the snacks in oh, the office yeah. or what I'm assuming whatever their profession is. Well, it's the rude nurses. not to eat it, I think. It's very <laughs> rude. <laughs> so what are what are some solutions if people find themselves in these? Well, and, and, and I think if you if any of our listeners Googled any kind of articles like that, they would see, you know, a list of jobs that make you fat, if you will. But um, what what do we have for advice? And Well, as far as advice, I mean, the article didn't really give any great solutions. They talked about workplace programs, but there's really no great empirical evidence that backs up the fact that they work. 
Right. So it was it's, interesting, it's actually. I think it's all right. got to come from inside, and it's got to come from yeah. you. Yeah, I'm saying what advice do we have? Oh, do we have? <laughs> Stop eating and move right. around more. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Um, years ago, um, it was a company-wide contest where uh, we all got a pedometer, and it was branded with oh, the company yeah. name, and then you yep. got points for the steps. Well, I um, it was embarrassing. We were on teams of 10, and I was always the person that had the f- least amount of steps because I was sitting in meetings all day. Right? So I yeah. literally, I was like, getting nothing and then there were some people that would bike to work and then they got steps and oh it was i'm sorry the people that bike to work please tell me you're showering before you go in (laughs) no i'm seriously we laugh but it is difficult some people have sensitive you know yeah smells and that and you know it is difficult (laughs) i mean sensitive nose yeah nose (laughs) you know it's difficult working with people that smell awful and oh, yeah. I think it's great that you're biking yeah. to work, but please, I hope you're showering These before. These people that I did mm-hmm. work with, I know they they buy, they, they yeah. shower. They shower, okay. yes. But I think as far as giving tips for advice, it really comes down to like like we've sort of been talking about mm-hmm. is finding your right. way in your mechanism to cope with the stressful environment. Mm-hmm. One thing that I learned to do, and I actually did it this morning, <laughs> I was in a little bit of a, a, a bind this morning, and um, I take three deep breaths. And I know that that mm-hmm. sounds really simple. But if you do, it's called abdominal breathing. And if you like, when you breathe in, if you try and like stick your stomach out as far as possible and then, you know, do that three times, it actually relaxes your entire body. And that's actually how babies breathe. That's if you notice when Uh an infant uh is sleeping, their stomach goes up and down. That's actually the natural way to breathe. We don't breathe that way anymore as we as we get older, we start breathing with our shoulders. We just talked about this in yoga the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So and so does this make you not hungry? No, but it, but, oh. but, but it's a stress mechanism. No, it helps relieve your stress. Yeah. Oh, and and okay. it helps you like it helps you sort of take right. it down a notch so that you're like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can get through this. Um, I realize there's stress coming at me from here, from here, but I now have to perform at yeah. a certain level. And sometimes you you don't know what to do. And I literally was standing there. I closed my eyes. I took three deep abdominal breaths, like a right. like an infant, mm-hmm. and then I went forward. And it does help. Mm -hmm. So that's my personal tip. Love it. (laughs) But I think after all that, you do um, deserve a bag of potato chips. Yes. (laughs) Lay's regular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, too, you know, um, they say that if you're hungry or you want a snack, to drink a glass of water first. Because chances are that'll that sometimes yeah, helps. The chips it taste better. <laughs> <laughs> it takes, hey, well, being, being in shape takes a lot of discipline. It does. <laughs> so we're gonna switch things up a bit, um, and we're gonna talk about stupid career advice, <laughs> or so the article said. Yeah, right. So the article said. <laughs> so um, yeah, I came across this article that just said, um, you know, some some of the the dumb career advice that you might have heard, and. Um, and why it was that way. And some of it was just basically saying, you know, do something you love and like those cliche Follow comments. your passion. Yeah. Follow yeah. your dream. Things like that. Um, you know, find a job that you love doing and going to every day. And they were saying that's not good advice. Good advice would be find a job that matters or find a job where you're going to be happy or it will make you happy. Um, so I just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on that article. We actually did interview someone about that who wrote a book on one of our other podcasts. Um, <laughs> but I 
honestly, I would kind of agree with it. I was I had my parents in town this past weekend and we went to an art museum with modern art. And I was just thinking, wow, this is somebody's kid who put this art on. I mean, it was awful. It was oh, awful. It was awful. <laughs> in your was, opinion. I didn't expect that. No, no. Awesome, it was awful, awful art. And oh. these people, like, this is what they're this is what they're good. This is their passion, and this is what makes them happy. And I was thinking, well, geez, if this was my kid, I'd be like, do this as a hobby, yeah. but then go out and do something that's going to really add value. I to guess it. you didn't purchase any of it. No, <laughs> no. But then we went to like a fabulous uh, museum after that because of that bombed, and we saw Monet's and um, you know Da Vinci's and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, this is better. Then I was thinking. These people didn't become famous till after they that passed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm dead. So I'm sad. <laughs> sad. I think that you get passion when you learn something, you master it, and you become an expert in it. And that's where me personally, from my perspective, where that passion comes from. Mm-hmm. I didn't come out of the womb saying, hey, I want to be a doctor or I want to, <laughs> you know. Right. I think you go and you find something that you can, um, you you have confidence that you think you can do, and then you, you master it over time. And that's where the passion comes mm-hmm. from. And leave the artsy-fartsy stuff as a hobby. I mean, I I took it a little bit. (laughs) I don't know if I agree with Jacqueline on that one. Um, (laughs) I'd say go for it, artists. Dive into it head first and become an artist if that's what you want to do. But if do something that you feel like is going to make a difference. You know, if you think that being in a band or making that piece of art is going to speak to people and and change their opinion or change their lives in some way and you feel passionately about that then do that if you can do that and you can live on that budget of what you're making then do it but that's what I took from the article they were saying that nobody is going to be happy in any profession that they have unless they feel like they're making a difference in their community or in others lives and things like that Um, and even suggested if you have a job where you don't feel like that's a major thing to get out there and volunteer give money like that was another thing that was in the app that they said that uh people that that volunteered or, or donated money were happier yeah but you have to earn money to give money and donate money and you have so, to. so i think some artists, yes, some artists do make through, money <laughs> well some do no i'm not saying anything about artists but i'm saying that you know ideally we want our kids to go to college you right. know to get a degree how demoralizing is it if you come out of college and you pick the wrong degree and you can't and get a job? And you which have a bunch of a loans. Lot. It happens all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the markets, I think you have to take the supply and demand of the market into consideration when you're deciding your career. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely I, do. And I think we all have probably known that person where they, they're they constantly looking for the dream job. Mm-hmm. So then they don't ever take jobs to get to that dream job. Or it's not that they're not willing to put in, you know, the time and the effort, but maybe they're not given that opportunity to find that dream job. So they're just in limbo. Like, oh, I'm just working at the coffee shop. Not, not saying that maybe that's somebody's dream job, but, you know, what I'm just saying, like, <laughs> maybe their dream job is to be a movie producer. And so they just keep picking up these other jobs to get there, but they're not really taking any steps to get towards being in the movie industry or working towards that. So, I mean, I, I think that that's, you know. I still think you need to find a career, though, that you can support yourself right. and yes. don't count on your parents to be your, you know, part of the equation Amen after you graduate <laughs> right. from college. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I know on the, the news the other night they had taught because it's um, it is graduation season when yes, we're taping this. <laughs> and um, they had talked to someone who had an accounting degree and he had three job offers prior yeah. to graduation. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited. And then they talked to another person and she's like, I've got all this debt and mm-hmm. I don't have any um I don't no have any prospects. Yes, thank you. Um, and then they said, well, what, what was your degree? Well, she went in to be a museum curator. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, when you go into that yeah. degree, I just don't think that there's a lot of... Um, it's too narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, do we, I think you need to do your research and yeah. make sure that there's a need for you out there mm-hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. before you do that. And, I mean, by all means, we're not telling you, at least I'm not, um, to not follow your dream or become an artist. Jacqueline rolls her eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can become an artist, but I think what Lynn right. and I am yeah. saying is it's your hobby. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes mm-hmm. you can make your hobby into your, your career is what I'm saying. But yeah. Don't have don't have that stop you from don't get so focused on that that it stops you from excelling or finding, you know, you might be given an opportunity that could be great, but you don't take it because you don't see it going into your path. Well, or your plan. But sometimes mm-hmm. your plan isn't really, you know, there's other things that come up. So. Absolutely. But I still think you're career can turn into your passion. Well, right. That's what oh, I was yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. Once you master yeah, something, absolutely. you become passionate about it and you're like, uh, I'm uh, darn good at this and I, I actually know. enjoy it. I right? know. I really was passionate about computer programming back in the day, girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. But in your career, a new opportunity presented itself. And yes. so voila, there you are. Now I'm passionate about project management. That's right. You are. <laughs> darn take, good at it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> well, thank you. Take your, take, so I think, uh, take your passions and and put them into your your current role or try to focus on your current role or, or roles that you you are able to attain and and make them you know do your best right yeah, <laughs> absolutely all right so what if you find that your job isn't a fit so what if you you do jump into that um, and you just find that you're it's just not the right fit for you Lynn what did you want to discuss today so um, I wanted to talk about uh, when you decide that you're going to give notice and leave your current employer. So sometimes maybe it's not a fit or maybe circumstances present themselves and you're going to be leaving. What is the etiquette regarding whether or not you leave contact information behind in case your former coworkers, your previous employer, wants to get a hold of you after you leave. This came up because recently I had a friend tell me that they were working with someone who decided to leave their company, and they specifically said that we um, the company could not contact them after hmm. departure. So it was like, okay, we got to get, we have to think of all of our questions, you know, within right. two weeks. Hmm. So what is the etiquette? Um, now, I know I've left an employer um, I gave them all of my contact information because, mm-hmm. you know, silly me, I'm like, hey, they can't live without me when I leave. <laughs> um, they never had cause to contact me. <laughs> That's oh. funny. Oh, <laughs> they could but, live without you. <laughs> but I like to tell myself that I had given them such a good transition right. that right. I left no, mm-hmm. uh, question no questions unanswered. <laughs> yeah. But what do you guys think? I probably lean more towards that direction. I mean, obviously, you've got two weeks and you're trying to do the best that you can to train. But there's always that little 
thing that sort of like the little voice in the back of your head, you're like, wait, did I show them that or did they? Mm-hmm. So I think if you leave that door or that door open for your former employer, um, I think that obviously that, you know, you're still there. It leaves the connection open and, you know, they're a good reference for you down the road. I mean, you don't yeah. ever want to burn bridges with your right. your former employer. So right. I, I think, think it's good to keep in mind, too, though, that those calls need to be taken probably outside of you know, say you're taking another job oh, yeah. outside oh, yeah. of when you because I've gotten a lot of calls like when I took this job from a previous job, but yeah. I would only entertain those like on the drive home or something like that. Yeah. Right? Because That's otherwise they'd be pestering you all day long. Well, it's funny that you say that because one of our coworkers had left in so sweet email, phone, text me. It, yep. uh, Facebook me, tweet me, whatever. Didn't she give us gifts too? Yeah. She was a, you know, we miss her. Yeah, the yeah, gifts we, was a bonus. Yeah, I know. I love her. Just um, saying, that was a pretty good accent. We miss you. Um, but you know anyway, I actually said that to her. I said, wow, I really appreciate this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to call you out your new employer. <laughs> oh, And I right. said that. I yeah. said, I'm yeah. not going to call you. Yeah. I said, so, but I appreciate it. It's very thoughtful. I, you know, thank you. If I have any questions, I'm sure we can figure it out. If not, yeah. I will call you. But just so you know, I will not be calling you at your yeah. new job. And she wasn't yeah. here that long. I think the longer, you know, if right. you're at a company for years and years and years, you've got a lot of knowledge stored inside sure. of you that the possibly they may want to get out, right. out after, you know. So I think that makes a difference, too. Yep. I think the longer you've been with the company, it's good to be a little bit more available to take yeah. some of those questions. I mean, I say it can't hurt. If, they, if the company has a policy where you can't contact them, um, you know, any ex-employees or anything like that, then leave that up to the company. But if you make yourself available, like you said, Jacqueline, not not just for the reason of um, not burning any bridges. For me, it would be for my own sanity. Like, well, if they have any questions, they're going to call. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it would just make you all in all feel better. So I, always, I always like to look at it, too, that, you know, I hope your coworkers are your friends, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to like dump on your friends. Right. Right. So to speak. Right. But you would give them such a good transition that they wouldn't have to call you. Yeah. (laughs) I will take your call, Lynn, if that ever comes to you. (laughs) Thank you. Voicemail. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She'll only call you on the ride home. (laughs) So speaking of old jobs and new jobs, um, Jacqueline, what did you want to talk about today? Right. So graduation is upon us. People Love are looking it. for, I know, right? <laughs> High school are looking for jobs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, college students are looking for jobs and hires are being you know, are constantly occurring. And we were at lunch the other day and um, uh, there was uh, our waiter had, our waitress had come up to us and she was training someone new. And then we saw another uh, waiter who was training someone new. It was just kind of oh, nice wow. to kind of see yeah. like things are flourishing. We're always hiring, constantly hiring. Um, we're growing. And I just wanted to get your thoughts and feedback on things that you can do to make your new employees feel welcome. So one of the things that we like to do is take them out on their first day, treat them to lunch, uh, you know, kind of get to know them on a little Mm -hmm. bit of a personal level. Um, But have you guys done anything in the past or just to share to make the the new employees feel welcome? Well, I think what Jacqueline, you had just said, um, and for listeners that don't know, it's usually the manager. The manager or whoever is going to be kind of in charge of the department, if you will, um, that will take the new person out to lunch. I think that it's nice for the team members on top of that 
not necessarily buy the person lunch, but just be like, hey, yeah. we're going mm-hmm. to run over to Starbucks at lunch. Do you want to join us? Um, so whenever I know that whenever I have a new person that's on my team, um, always the next day I know that they, they usually go to lunch. And I, sometimes I even join them with, with the management. But then the next day I always see if they want to do a one-on-one or, um, you know, just kind of get on a more personal level and that's nice so that's something that I do that I feel like helps and it just helps your team too because you get a feel outside of the work outside of work to talk about okay do you have any kids you know do you are you you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that that's something to point out too Azure is a lot of times people get the misconception that when you're saying hey come to lunch with me or do you want to come lunch with me that that you're buying and you're not I mean right right and I think that I think it's how you phrase it too so we're not saying that you need to invite everyone and that you're like geez am I going to get stuck with the bill it's just hey I'm running to go grab a cup of coffee do you want to head down with me or I'm going to run to the deli down the street they have really good sandwiches I'm going to go grab a sandwich you're more than welcome to join me I mean it comes down to how you phrase so you don't feel like oh geez are they going to expect me to pay because I'm having them come along with me. And, um, and I think if you're new, a good way to maybe try to fish for that invite a little bit is to say, hey, what places are there to eat around here? Like, where do you usually go to qu- pick up a quick sandwich? Um, and then maybe hopefully your new coworkers would be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going there. Do you want to join me? I'll, I'll show you where it's at. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think, too, the other thing is, um, you know, current the current workers, they have to be receptive to, you know, we now have, you know, new people mm-hmm. and now we're going to have to change our ways or, you know, the way we talk or the way we, you know, just the way we interact mm-hmm. is to make sure that we include them. You know, and again, now this is like a small thing, but it's like I came in this morning and I could hear someone in my, in, in the in the row, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, it must be so, you know, it must yeah. be Sarah or Judy. And it wasn't. It was Katie, one of our new people, you know, and it was like, oh, good morning, you know. So and that's kind of our thing in our row, you know, where when we arrive, it's like, good morning, good morning, you know. That, so that <laughs> row also always has a lot of candy. They do. They do. (laughs) Yeah. And that would circle us back to topic number one. (laughs) Top job. But I mean, even, you know, even doing that, just kind of going out of your way and doing Mm -hmm. little things like bringing in a bowl of candy. So it kind of invites people to to just maybe not always stop by. Like we've talked about this before. (laughs) Be respectful. But, you know, just kind of a friendly atmosphere. That's true. I think it's good when you're the new person to have a bowl of candy on your desk. I did that for quite a few months, and now I keep forgetting. Are you ladies it, listening? Oh, yeah. Bowl <laughs> of candy on your that desk. That way people stop by. You get to know them. They always love chocolate. It's good. So, and one right. of the things Where did that, that go? I know. One of the things that I like to do, though, when new people start, if I get at them first, because I think it's good to let them know the little nuances of the workplace. Oh, yeah. You know, first thing, of course, you need to know where the bathroom is, where the kitchen is, where to get a cup of water, you know, hot right. water, cold water, those types of things. You know, what do we have on hand for new people? To, you know, we have plates and forks and napkins and all that other oh, that's, cutlery stuff. Oh, that's and, good. you know, what is the lunch protocol around here? How do you guys handle it? You know, what's, you know, what's the office yeah. way? So, the culture. The culture. And, yeah. And we've all been the new person and we've all been the person that's been there for a while and, mm-hmm. and watched the new person or the newbies, if you will, come in. Um, so I say just have a kind heart and try to be a, try yeah. to be friendly. Yeah. And there are horror stories out there. People are, can be on, mean. On, uh, for new people. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, come on, people, we're better than, you know. It's oh, like yeah. I hear a story like that and it's like, oh, we are so not like that here. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because here at the Local Job Network, um, we actually introduce every new person to every employee in the office. Takes about an hour, but we yeah, do it. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> and then random people bring in snacks just to welcome them. That's true. <laughs> random people do, Ash. Yeah. Sarah. Again, we go back to item number. Number one, it's never healthy fruit or anything. It's always chocolate brownies. Though I do want to go back to Laura's point about bringing in a chocolate mm-hmm. candy. So is that really the reason why you? Because that I haven't seen that bowl on your desk yeah, for I know. a while. I've stepped. It's by. gone. It's not there. It's well, not. What happened to the bowl? <laughs> she knows us all now. I have the bowl. It's just the problem is I I find myself going to the bowl more than others oh. come to me for the bowl. Oh. So well, you can put it back out. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> Put some clementines in there. <laughs> no, that is. don't do that. Set <laughs> the side for yourself. Fruit, clementine, like, no, fruits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what candy is clementine? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an orange. All right, I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, I think that we would all agree. Um, just to kind of wrap up today's show is have some self-discipline. Don't eat everything that comes into the office. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and if you're going to follow your dream, don't forget to uh, also just be common sense about it. Have some common sense yeah. about it. And uh, that if you're going to leave, have some nice etiquette. Leave some contact information just in case. And, um, yeah, welcome your new employees. They're your, that's your new team. But that is all the time we have today. If you would like to suggest a topic for a discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, send us a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Or feel free to email us with your best or worst career advice you've ever received. For Lynn Molitor, Jacqueline Peterson, and Laura McBain, I'm Azure Mahara. Thanks for listening.